Hello everyone and welcome to episode 89 of the Unlocking British English podcast, a podcast where I talk about a variety of different topics in real British English so that you can improve your listening comprehension, learn a little bit more about British culture and about how to learn languages more effectively. My name is Shane and in today's episode we're going to talk a bit about Bonfire Night. You might have heard of it as Bonfire Night, you might have heard of it as Guy Fawkes Night or you you might not have heard of it at all, but it's quite an interesting little celebration that we have and it has quite a funny little story. Well, maybe not funny, but quite interesting, a little bit strange, let's say. Um, so Bonfire Night is actually a celebration that we have in Britain. It's always on the 5th of November and we'll find out why in a minute. Uh, but Bonfire Night is a celebration that we have here in Britain that celebrates the failed plan to assassinate King James I in the year 1605. So we have a celebration that we do every year that celebrates people trying or planning to kill the king a few hundred years ago and failing. So we celebrate this failed plan and we celebrate the fact that they were caught before they could actually uh, carry out their plan. So this is what we're going to talk about today. Uh, we're going to talk about the bonfire night. We're going to talk about the story of what actually happened in that year, 1605. And then we're going to talk about, um, you know, what we actually do and what we're celebrating. Uh, before we do, though, just a couple of quick things. If you're not already a part of our free private learners group, it would be great to see you there. Uh, this is a free group where you can join and connect with other people who are also listening to the podcast and also learning English just like you and a place where you can also connect with me, with Olivia, you can ask questions, just generally chat and hang out, uh, all whilst improving your English. So that's the first thing, if you haven't already joined there, it'd be great to see you. Um, if you have any kind of thoughts on the podcast, or if you have any um, suggestions or ideas for future topics, then I'm always happy to hear from you guys, so if you can either contact me uh, through that private group, or if you'd prefer, you can contact me on Instagram, at Unlocking British. English. Uh, and finally, transcriptions will be available for free on the website that is www.unlockingbritishenglish.com. So, bonfire night. Why every year do we celebrate a few people trying and failing to kill the king? Quite a strange little celebration, right? It's quite a strange thing to, to do. So let's talk about it. First, let's talk about what actually happened. So, to set the scene, to give you a little bit of context of this time, um, this happened in 1605, the year 1605. Um, currently, King's, King James I was in power. Um, and at this time, England had been ruled by Protestants for about a century, following Henry VIII's uh, departure from the Catholic Church. So we have sort of these two groups, these two religious groups, uh, which are quite related, but also different in a lot of important ways. So you have the Protestants on one side, the Catholics on the other, uh, and they didn't get along very well. There's been a lot of tension for a lot of different reasons throughout the years. Um, and so... Uh, England had been under Protestant rule, uh, Protestant kings, 
um, and this created a few different tensions. First, it created tension between different uh, powers, different countries, for example, between Britain and Rome, the Roman Catholic Church, uh, and also between Britain and Spain. Um, but it also meant that the loyal Catholic British people, um, that they were, well, they were often persecuted and they were often mistreated for being Catholics. Uh, they weren't allowed to do certain things. They would be, well, yes, like I say, mistreated and they, they didn't have a very fun time. Um, and this was just because they belonged to the other religious group. Now, of course, there's lots of nuance and detail that goes into understanding these religious rivalries and things like that, but that essentially sums up the, the main part, right? We have this religious tension, um, Catholics versus Protestants. Um, Catholics are being generally mistreated for being Catholics because the British, uh, or sorry, the uh, Britain has been under Protestant rule for quite a long time. Um, so it was the plan of a British Catholic man and a few of his friends, a guy called Robert Catsby. Um, it was his plan to blow up Parliament and everyone in it and then replace the government and the king with Catholics. Um, so he wasn't just going to kill the king or murder one person. He decided we're going to blow up the whole Parliament building, we're going to kill everyone inside it, and then we're going to replace everyone with Catholic people that we like. Um, now, I mentioned obviously that um, some people refer to this celebration, this day that we have as Guy Fawkes Night. Um, Guy Fawkes is the famous name that is associated with this event and we'll find out a little bit more directly why in a second, uh, but it was actually not his plan. The guy who made the plan initially was a guy called Robert Catesby um, and his Again, he was Catholic, but I th uh, my understanding is that his mother was quite heavily persecuted in a variety of ways. So, um, you know, he, he wanted things to change, he wanted things to be different, and he decided that this was going to be the best way to do it. Um, so it was engineered and created this plan by Robert Catsby, uh, but it involved several other people. I think there were 12 or 13 people um, involved in general. And so... Yeah, like I say, their plan was to blow up Parliament, the big government building where everyone gathers. So what they did was they, they rented a, a building that had a cellar, like a, a, a room underground, right? Um, they rented a building that had a cellar that actually went underneath this Parliament building. Um, so they rented this place, they rented it under the name John Johnson, um, I'm, I'm assuming so that no one would know who they actually were, but I think even in the year 1605, you could probably tell that that was a fake name. I don't think anyone calls their kid John Johnson. Anyway, they they rented this building under that name, uh, and over the time, over a period of a few weeks, they transported a load of gunpowder. Um, so they actually had they had 36 barrels of gunpowder. Um, gunpowder obviously being, you know, in, in the old guns when you had to load the actual powder into the gun so that when you squeeze the trigger that would cause the explosion. Uh, of course, if you just have the powder and you set fire to it, then that will cause a humongous explosion. Um, and uh, obviously this plan didn't actually get carried out, but a few people have tried to do some kind of um, tests or some sort of estimations as to what kind of impact that kind of explosion would have had 
Um, and it's generally understood that if they had been able to do it, to blow up these 36 barrels of gunpowder, it probably would have been even bigger and even more impactful than even they had hoped. Um, you know, it w they wouldn't have just killed everyone inside. They would have blown the entire building uh, to pieces and probably killed a decent amount of people in the surrounding area. It was a lot of gunpowder, basically, is the point. Um, but yeah, so they, they, tr they rented this place and they transported all of the gunpowder powder there to store. Blowing up Parliament wasn't actually the only part of their plan though. They also had a plan to cause a bit of a, a revolt up in the north of England and they were actually planning to kidnap um, one of the king's daughters who was Catholic and they were going to use her as a puppet queen, right? You, they, they were going to put her in power but they would control her and tell her what to do. Um, so they would, they would kill the king, uh, replace her with the Catholic daughter, and then their plan was to sail over to Rome and convince the Pope to, to support Britain as a Catholic nation again. Um, so it was kind of a multi-part plan. They were going to blow up Parliament, they were going to cause a bit of a revolt, um, get more people on their side, and then they were going to kidnap the Queen and then go and convince the Pope uh, to, to be on their team, to be on their side. Um, now, I mentioned that this plan was going to happen on the 5th of November. Um, now, this might have happened at a completely different time of the year, but in this time, in the year 1605, Britain was actually dealing with the plague, and so the government and the government buildings and everything was actually closed for most of the year, uh, and it was due to reopen on November 5th. So these guys had quite a lot of time to sit around and think about how to carry out their plan, um, what kind of things they should do, and you know what might go wrong. Um, but it seems like that extra time that they had might have not worked in their favour, or not might not have worked in everyone's favour, um, because it seems like some of them started to at least think about the impact of what they were going to do um, and so obviously I've mentioned that this plan you know never got carried out it never happened and they got caught so how did that happen well it's actually the product of one stupid guy uh, a member of this group of conspirators that wanted to blow up Parliament basically one of the people, one of the members of this group, he had a brother-in-law in Parliament. So he had this sort of distant family member in Parliament. Um, and what he decided to do, as ridiculous as it sounds, we, the, they have the letter, you can, you can actually find it on, on the, online, you can see it. Um, what he decided to do was to send a letter to his brother-in-law as like a secret warning message. And the letter basically said, like, you know, no, no reason, but don't go to Parliament tomorrow. No, nothing's going to happen, but don't go to work tomorrow, just in case. As you might imagine, <laughs> that didn't sound very convincing to him, and the first thing that he did upon receiving this letter was to take it to the rest of the government members. Um, they raised the kind of warning signs, and they, they started searching. Um, and so basically what happened was they started searching around the parliament buildings and local buildings, um, and in one of the buildings they came across a man calling himself John Johnson, uh, standing next to 36 barrels of explosives, of gunpowder, and a load of firewood. Um, so they arrested him, obviously, because that seems pretty suspicious. Um, and, well, 
this guy who was calling himself John Johnson, he turned out to be Guy Fawkes, who was a member of this of this group, um, and the the more famous name to most people now as part of this conspiracy. So he was the person that originally got caught. Um, now, not everyone else that was involved in the conspiracy was actually in that area. Uh, of course, I mentioned that some of them were in the north of England. They were trying to carry out another part of the plan. Um, and so, yes, the, 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 the government caught Guy Fawkes um, and basically they just tortured him to, until he gave up, you know, the names of the rest of his co-conspirators until he, uh, you know, told them what the plan was and what was going to happen um, and all of these things. And so Guy Fawkes gets, gets uh, tortured. He gives up the names of all of the rest of the people. Um, and yeah, they, most of them get caught. All of them, um, well, sorry, most of them get caught, but the people that don't get caught, they die trying to get away. Um, so the vast majority of the group is caught. Um, they are tried for treason, uh, and they are, of course, found guilty and sentenced to be hung, drawn, and quartered, um, which was the standard punishment for treason in that time, but doesn't make it any less gruesome. Um, some of you might be familiar with this if you've seen the film Braveheart, um, but basically you will be hung from the neck, right, around, you. someone will put a rope around your neck, you'll be hung, but before you, you die from hanging, they'll cut you down, and then they're going to cut you open, and then they're going to cut you into pieces, and you're going to die very painfully uh, watching someone, you know, cut you open. Uh, it's, it's pretty disgusting, it's pretty gruesome, uh, it's pretty horrible to think that for a long time, we thought that that was a good way to punish criminals. But anyway, that is the that was the the charge that they were given. That was the fate that they were supposed to to go through. I say supposed to because Guy Fawkes himself had slightly different plans. Um, obviously, thinking that being hung, drawn, and quartered didn't sound like much fun, he actually found a way around it. When he was about to be hung, he jumped from the ladder. So he was standing on a ladder where they would have removed that to start hanging him. He just jumped as high as he could, and what that meant was that his neck broke. Instead of you know being hanging and just sort of choking, nearly dying, he made sure that he died instantly so that he didn't have to go through the horrors of being hung, drawn and quartered. So, um, yeah, that is uh, that was the plot. That was the gunpowder plot, as it's now known. And that is the reason why we now celebrate what we call Bonfire Night or Guy Fawkes Night. Um, and again, even though it wasn't Guy Fawkes' plan, he's the name most, you know, kind of generally associated with it. Um and so, well, before we get onto the celebration, I was just just say in the aftermath of this plot, of course, the actual plot didn't go well um, because they didn't manage. Well, firstly, they didn't manage to blow up Parliament, so that part of their plan didn't go well. They also failed miserably trying to cause a revolt in the north and with the situation trying to kidnap the king's daughter and all that kind of stuff. Basically, nothing went well for them, um, and this also had very negative consequences, not just for the people involved in the conspiracy, but for the rest of the British Catholics because they became associated with the gunpowder plot. They became associated with treason, right? Uh, and they they actually suffered a lot more than they were suffering before because of this failed assassination plot. Um, and they even had their right to vote removed. So there was a period where you couldn't vote in Britain 
if you were a Catholic because you were a Catholic. So um, didn't go well for the conspiracy for the conspirators, the people planning. Didn't go well for the rest of the Catholics. Not a great time for this group of people. But um, that is the plot, and that's what happened. But um, it's quite strange, right, to think that you know a few hundred years ago a group of Catholics tried to blow up the Parliament because they were all part, they were all Protestants, uh, and now we celebrate every year. Um, but the celebration itself, you know, is it, it's like I say, it's more a celebration of the the actual the foiling of the plan, right? To when you uncover someone's plan, you foil their plans. So because people found out what was going to happen and they stopped it, it's a celebration of that rather than a celebration of people trying to kill the king. Um, and and it's been happening ever since the ever since this plot happened. So uh, the gunpowder plot itself happened in 1605, and the following year, in the year 1606, Parliament established. November the 5th as a public holiday, as a public celebration, um, usually, like I say, usually known as Guy Fawkes Night or as Bonfire Night. Um, and so what do we do, what do we do, sorry, during this celebration? Um, usually it's very simple. Um, uh, most people will, you know, you might gather at someone's house or there might be public places where they do it, but you'll gather around a bonfire. So a bonfire is just a massive fire outside, right? So yeah, I mean, I guess there's not really much more explanation needed than that. Um, often people will set off fireworks as well. People, uh, well, I guess that's another thing that this, this celebration is associated with is firework night. Uh, and maybe if you don't know about bonfire night or about Guy Fawkes, about this gun, uh, sorry, this gunpowder plot, you've probably seen, for example, the fireworks shows that happen in London on the 5th of November and different things like that. Again, this is connected to, to this. So we, we have a bonfire, we have fireworks, um, you know, to kind of represent I guess the um, the part of what would have happened, the Parliament blowing up again, again, bit of a weird idea, but anyway, we have the bonfire and we have fireworks, uh, and usually what happens is people will burn little effigies of Guy Fawkes himself, so what that means is like a... Well, I'll explain to you what we used to do when I was younger. So my, my granddad, um, he always loved bonfire night because he loves making a big fire and he loves doing fireworks. Um, and so for the Guy Fawkes, what they would do is they would take like some old clothes, like a really old T-shirt, some old trousers, like clothes that you were never going to wear again. And then they would fill them maybe with straw or with newspaper or something that was like very flammable. And then you would put that on the fire so it's like you're burning guy forks you're burning this person who had planned to you know burn and blow up the rest of parliament and so um yeah so it's quite a simple little celebration it's quite a, a relatively small celebration i guess but it's something that is is recognized and celebrated throughout the uk and it has quite an interesting little story behind it so i thought i would use today's episode as an opportunity to talk a little bit about it especially as uh, given the time of recording we are approaching november the 5th so hopefully a lot of you will have the opportunity to listen to this podcast before november the 5th and 
and you know if you see different parts of the celebration or if you're even if you're in the UK at the time maybe you'll understand a little bit more about what it's about and why it happens so yeah basically on the 5th of November we have a big fire and fireworks because a few hundred years ago a couple of guys tried to blow up Parliament with all of the government and the king inside but failed because they sent a really bad uh, warning message to one of the people in the government so yeah remember remember the 5th of November uh, which is uh, so I guess that's a, that's that's how we should close this episode so there is a little rhyme uh, that we used to say well I guess you know people still do say but you maybe usually say it when you're kids or whatever um, and it goes remember remember the 5th of November gunpowder treason and plot I see no reason that gunpowder and treason should ever be forgot. Um, and basically that rhyme just means like, you know, let's not forget what happened. Um, but yeah, I guess to some people it might seem strange, the idea of like this celebration built around this idea. But again, the celebration, at least in its creation, in, it, in its inception, was more to do with you know, celebrating the fact that it didn't happen rather than, you know, <laughs> celebrating or, or imagining what could have happened or something like that. So, yeah, anyway, that is uh, a Guy Fawkes night or bonfire night, the 5th of November. So, yeah, that is everything I think that I wanted to go through today. So I hope you guys have found this interesting or uh, useful in some kind of way. Again, if you have any thoughts on the podcast, please feel free to let me know. But, uh, yeah, thank you as always for listening. I hope you enjoyed it and I look forward to speaking to you again in the next one.